Tech, Season 2, Episode 4. How to design beautiful and engaging experiences for successful mobile apps. I'm Maxine Kramer, Technical Coach to Women Entrepreneurs Worldwide, and you're listening to Cutting Through Tech, the podcast all about technical strategy for women leaders today. And if you're new, welcome. You're tuned in to season two of the show. And this season is all about mobile apps. Now, of course, if you've been listening for a while, you know that and welcome back. If you're the kind of person that's been seeing all of these apps come out in the past few years and thought to yourself, well, I can do that. Why is it only that, you know, the people in San Francisco seem to be the ones who keep putting out apps, I've got a great idea. Well, then you're in the right place. This episode, we're talking about the experience of using a successful app and how design plays a crucial role in that. If you want to avoid your app becoming one of the 90% that fail on launch, you need to keep listening. Good design is imperative for the success of a mobile app. All too often, people think design is just about things looking nice. And sure, pretty things are cool, but they kind of feel optional, at least compared to functionality. Uh, It's the same when you're at home, right? When you're faced with a beautiful dresser from West Elm and a good old practical Ikea mom. Well, I know which one I'd go for, at least especially when I'm on a budget. But the secret is that the Ikea mom is actually incredibly well-designed And I'll explain that in just a minute. In this episode, we'll be looking at the different types of design, what they do for an app, and why they are crucial. I'll also cover strategies for developing good design. And lastly, how design differs on mobile platforms, both from each other, because there are key differences between iOS and Android, as well as compared to desktop experiences like a website. If you are committed to creating an app that dominates the mobile market, well, then I've got a resource for you. On May 1st, I'm hosting a two-hour online masterclass where you'll learn the three key stages every successful app goes through and exactly where to start to make your app real. We'll go through key exercises step-by-step together and you'll also have plenty of time to ask all of your questions. You can sign up at cuttingthroughtech.com slash successful apps and the link is in the show notes. Now, speaking of apps that dominate the mobile market, I'm about to tell you about a very successful transit app that will show you why you need a targeted focus to app development. How did they achieve this cult status to the point of people cheering on buses? I kid you not. And what does that mean for you and your app? How can design thinking help you to achieve just that? One of the most successful transit apps, CityMapper, did just this. They started with a single person in mind, the London commuter. And what's interesting about the London commuter compared to any average traveller is that they firstly rely almost solely on public transport and secondly, they tend to use at least two different transit modes sometimes even as many as four. And so CityMapper became one of the first great multimodal transit offerings for commuters. 
easily recommending journeys that show you the fastest or cheapest way to hop around buses, tubes and trains in London. When you open the app, you've got a saved home and work location and you can route yourself to your common destinations very quick and easily. Now, if you don't know CityMapper and you're wondering to yourself, how great can it really be if I've never heard of it? Let me tell you a fun story. I actually knew someone who used to work for CityMapper a few years ago and we once took a bus together late at night. And sure enough, someone in front of us was using the app. So my friend casually kind of mentioned that, well, they've worked on that app. And before you know it, the whole bus, I kid you not, erupted in cheer and started clapping. Because everyone just kept saying, I use it all the time. It gets me home all the time. And most people on the bus were on that bus purely because of CityMapper. If you can make people feel that excited about an app, well, that is a successful product. Now, the reason CityMapper was able to do that is because they focused on a single person or persona, as it's often called in design. That is the key starting point to great product development and great design. Who is this really for? When you hone in on their problems and their needs, you can create beautiful and targeted experiences. We've often talked about target audience in terms of the market and making sure that you're creating something that the market is willing to buy. However, the exact same holds for the design of the app. In order to meet a customer's needs, well, you need a very well thought through design. And the best way to do that is to have a clear and singular person in mind. So what exactly is design? If you have a quick Google, it says that design is the creation of a plan or convention for the construction of an object or a system. The way I read that is, it's the details of how you're going to build something under certain conditions and constraints, such that it achieves a goal well. Looking back at the dresses that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, people often think that designs are just about visual patterns. And yes, that plays a role and humans naturally love and gravitate towards beautiful things, which is a whole story for another time. But as such, you would assume that a beautiful West Elm dresser is designed better than an Ikea mom. Now, that isn't necessarily the case, because when you're thinking about price points and looks, they're not the only indicators of a good design. The Ikea mom is a sturdy dresser that has the following criteria placed on it. It has to be fairly unobtrusive and universal in its looks, so it fits most households. It has to be easy to assemble and be made out of basic reusable components and parts, be affordable to the consumer and as such be made out of affordable parts, and it has to deliver stellar functionality in terms of dresser space, organization, and ease of use. And you could argue it does exactly that. So all things considered, it's an excellently designed dresser for its needs. And there's probably a reason why it's IKEA's most famous and most used dresser. Now, there are many different kinds of design and often when creating intuitive and joyful digital products, the type of design you wanna make sure to pay special attention to is called UX design. UX stands for user experience. And here the whole focus is on how the user can achieve their goals using a product without obtrusion or difficulty. 
The experience at the end of the day is what matters. Looking at our initial definition, it's the plan for how a user can do what they need to do. And in the case of CityMapper, that's route themselves quickly and effectively to their end destination. And in the case of a mom dresser, it's having affordable and roomy storage. There are many other types of design, such as brand design, visual design, and interaction design. The best experiences with products weave all of these elements together seamlessly. If you think of Apple, it's their brand, it's their looks, but it's also the ease of use and the small touches and feedback when using their products. So those are examples of each of those elements of design and that spans across all of them. So what does this mean for you? Now, you don't have to have that extensive a team yet. However, you want to make sure that you spend ample time on the UX or user experience of your product. Working with a good UX designer means you'll have a stellar plan in place for exactly how customers will achieve their goals by using your app. And if it's a good experience, you know they will keep coming back. Which brings me on to my final point for today's episode. What constitutes a good experience depends completely on what context you're in. Just like a warm winter coat is brilliant and useful in the winter, it's a bit pointless in the summer. You want to make sure that the design of your app is in the right context in which people will be using it. Firstly, a mobile app is not a desktop website. The difference might be obvious, but even the best can fall into this trap sometimes. On a desktop, you've got a big screen, access to a keyboard, and you can present many options. So it's only natural that you'd ask people to type lots or, you know, show all the things that they could do with your website in one fell swoop. Typically as well, there are different sections of the screen reserved for common actions from logging in and out to adding items to a checkout cart all the way down to search. And search is quite often always visible. Now take that design and put it on a mobile app and it would really not work, right? When looking at mobile apps, functionality has to be divided into clear sections. You tab or swipe between the sections to achieve different objectives. Oftentimes, one of these sections is search, but it's not always available to you and nor should it. There's simply no room for all of these options to be accessible at all times. Mobile experiences are extremely targeted and your job then becomes to think deeply about the clear and simple actions your customers are looking to take and to work with designers to make that as easy and accessible as possible. A final gotcha that I kind of want to share with you today is that just like technologies are different on the platforms, so is the standard design language, if you will. Core Android and iOS users have different expectations of how apps work and behave. By default, Android follows the material design guidelines and Apple have their own human interface guidelines, often referred to as the HIG. This means that tabbing and swiping through content and navigating around an app is usually achieved differently on both phones. This is yet another reason where customer clarity can help you make these types of decisions. If the majority of your target audience has a background experience with one phone over the other, you can eliminate a lot of design work by choosing to focus on just the platform patterns that your customer needs. It's quite common actually even to create one design that ships to both phones. It's often frowned upon 
But for example, Gmail on iOS follows the material design guidelines and Instagram on Android phones follows the kind of iOS tab interface, if you will. So depending on the background of your users, you can pick the right experience. So thinking back to that winter coat in summer, you just want to make sure that you design your app in the right context of use for your customers. And there you have it, a few key principles to keep in mind when you're thinking about the experience of your application. We've seen how honing in on just one target user can bring enormous clarity in your design decisions and in turn create a clear and intuitive experience for your customers. We've discussed the differences between the various design styles and that they all contribute to what feels like a great product. You want to make sure to pay extra attention to UX or user experience design when you're creating digital products like apps. And finally, context is king, right? A well-designed experience in one situation doesn't necessarily work in others. Again, this is where your key persona can help you out. Paying attention to good design opens the doors up to becoming one of the greats. From Apple to Uber to CityMapper, successful apps have a lot in common. And one unmistakable ingredient is design. Really darn good design. And you can do the same. I'd love to hear about your app idea and what you're working on. If you have questions and are serious about how to make your app a reality, join me on May 1st, where you can learn all about the tried and tested steps and we can discuss your current situation in depth. Check out cuttingthroughtech.com slash successful apps. And that's all I have for you this week. If you liked what you heard, you know what to do. Leave us a review and share the show with your friends. Check back next week for an episode all around how you can go about creating your very first app version. For now, it's beautifully sunny in London still, uh, from what I can see from my window. And I hope it's wonderful wherever you are and you and your loved ones are doing well. For now, stay healthy and I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.